Hello again and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers alike, you are very welcome. Please avail yourself of the playlists on this channel. It's the best way to get a head start on many things that you may have missed, especially if you're a new subscriber. I strongly recommend that you should watch a few videos first so that you can understand where you are. You're not in the usual part of YouTube where people are just bringing forth same old, same old. This is a prophetic channel and I am bringing forth the dreams, visions, prophetic words, indictments, charges, and the final judgments of the Lord against all nations, but first and primarily against the United States of America. So people come here and ask me things like, what do you have against America? And I know that that is just evidence of people who are not studied in the word of God. When God would judge the Philistines or he would judge the Moabites, nobody ever said, well, God, what do you have against the Canaanites? It is ludicrous to think that God is going into his personal feelings when he looks at a nation that he says has overflowed the world with sin. And where did he say this? He said it in Revelation chapter 18, where he said that the nations have run mad. The nations drank the defiled cup of Babylon the Great, who God has revealed. Babylon the Great, mystery Babylon, the whore riding on the back of the beast, is the United States of America. And those things were already covered as far back as 2021. So if you want to, you can go and watch those videos and come up to date. Many people have resisted this truth. And yet at the time that God was saying it to me, God was saying, Celestial, go and look for this man called Dumitri Dudeman. And when I went to look for Mr. Dudeman or Pastor Dudeman, I found that this man had told America quite clearly to her face as far back as 1984, that she was Mystery Babylon, that she was the whorish, secret, hidden nation tucked away in scripture all the way at the back of the book the nation that would be burned severely with fire, the nation that would receive all her plagues in a single day, the nation that will be obliterated from the face of the earth in one hour. God has been revealing on this channel that he will deal with America the way he dealt with Atlantis and the way he dealt with Pompeii. Atlantis is a so-called mythical civilization that was no more mythical than the nose on my face. Atlantis was a real place, and those people were heavy into every form of sorcery, but that was not all that they did. The people in Atlantis were willingly living with fallen beings. They were mating with them. They were creating hybrids. They had supernatural technology that were given to them by the so-called gods, and God got tired of seeing this absolute abomination on the earth, and he destroyed Atlantis in a single day. It went under the sea, and nobody's ever been able to find it since. Pompeii suffered a, a similar fate, but at least we now know where it was. The ruins of Pompeii have been dug up. And what was Pompeii destroyed for? Gross sexual immorality, pedophilia, pederasty, any kind of peda that you want to think of. They did it. They had giant penises in the street as decoration and artwork. And they had benches whereby men and men, women and women, or anybody else of any pairing that you want to think about, could simply sit in public and make love. And yet when I bring prophecies here that show that God says that America will become so decadent, so immoral and fallen, that people will indeed be having sex naked in the streets. People will walk around naked in this country and it will not be a private nudist retreat. People will walk around naked and say that it is their right. So when people come here and get offended, your pictures are not child friendly. I always think to myself, I hope that your child will have patches over their eyes in the future or they will put patches on the eyes of their children because there will be naked people outside. Your neighbor will be male, pregnant, naked on the front lawn, mowing his grass, and you won't be able to call the police because it will all be legal. And so, today I'm continuing a prophecy that I have already uploaded. Part one was called A Word to the Righteous, but it was all one flowing word. God usually will do this. He will start in this direction and just hang a hard left, start like this and hang a hard right, and suddenly we are in brand new ter territory. I can never tell where the prophecies are going, and that's why I make sure to take accurate notes. This part, when God hung a right, is called 
an iron yoke for America. This was received on September 11, 2022. And this person is the focus of this part of the prophecy. The banner scripture is this, blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. James chapter one and verse 12. I am coming soon. Hold fast what you have so that no man may seize your crown. Revelation three eleven. So an iron yoke for America. What is God talking about? God is talking about the coming of Antichrist. God is saying that there will be death in the millions. This is not limited to American millions because God says that all the nations will be tried and tested and sifted before the man that I just showed you. And God says that the peril that he will cause Christians in particular will not be anything small. I will make sure to link a similar prophecy to this one. That prophecy is called the man of sin. And when I received that prophecy, it was extremely difficult for me. That prophecy put me in a severely low mood for quite some time because before that God had always been telling me Celestial, when you see Obama back in power, know that you are about to enter the worst of times that you have ever lived through. God says that this man will be a decimator of the church. To decimate something is uh, something like these new anger rooms that they have here in New York City. So you go to an anger room and they have old TVs in there and old chairs and old tables and old electronics. And then you put a little onesie on and cover your eyes with, you know, protective goggles. And then you take a baseball bat and you proceed to smash all the things in the anger room so that you can get your anger out. To decimate something means to land blows upon it until it is disfigured, until it is destroyed, until it turns to dust. So if it's a vase or a glass bowl, you will smash this thing, but then not only break it, you will then find some way to crush the parts until they are dust. That is what decimation is. And that's what God said he will do to the church. He will destroy the church and cut it down to its tiniest size in decades. The church will be banned and fall apart. I always say it is best to go to the blog and read the messages. You will have much better understanding. What does it mean to cut the, ch the church down to its tiniest size? Is this man going to simply be able to leap upon the great international body that we call the church and say, I cut you down, I cut you down to cut something down. You ladies that make lunches for your children, you don't just take the whole block of cheese and hack it. You work on it slice by slice. Obama is going to be this sifting of who is a real Christian or not. He is going to be the blade that will make the church of Jesus Christ as thin as she has ever been because he will shave her, shave her and her flesh, meaning the people in her will fall off until he has almost taken her down to bone. I said in the previous prophecy that there are a lot of people who have never given a second thought to dying for Jesus. And God will mention it in this prophecy because he said in the Western world, it is considered inconceivable that God would require the blood of his church to flow. God says that Western Christianity has been watching people in Asia die. Chinese people die for their faith. People in the Arab nations die for their faith. If they catch you with a Bible, they stone you to death. And those people are still willing to take the risk. Chinese Christians go underground for their faith. God says my children in India still carry my name in the midst of other religions that are in the majority. Those people are persecuted. They are ill-treated in many areas. And yet, if you get one of these newsletters and you see when someone donates 60 or 100 Bibles, you see from small children to adults holding their first Bible and the light like the sun is coming out of their face. This is their first Bible and they're going to read it to rags. 
Here in America, people have 16 translations because they're so wise and yet they hardly study one. The church will be cut down by various tests. I don't want to use the phrase hunger games, but it will be something like that. There will be various testings and trials and with each round, people will fall out of the race because they will simply think, well, this isn't God. I don't see, excuse me, please, why God would, no, God understands. I have got to get these children fed. I have, I have responsibilities. I'm a mom. I, I have got to get these children fed. I, I cannot live out here in the forest any longer, Ernesto. I'm going into the city and I'm going to take the mark and God understand because God knows my heart. The church is going to be threshed. Do you know what threshing is? It is to gather all the wheat from outside, but the wheat has, I think, an outside casing, and you cannot eat the outside casing because that sheath is very hard. So you gather all the wheat, and you know what you're going to do with it. You're going to put it in some merciless machine, and that merciless machine is going to crush and crunch and thresh until the real wheat will be separated from that hard outward casing. And so the outward casing of this body that thinks church means bride is going to be threshed and all the chaff will be taken in the wind according to Psalm 1. And the righteous shall remain. The church will be banned. There's coming no more church. We already got a taste of it in 2020. There's coming permanent decrees that said no more church. No more church. His power shall be mighty, this is scripture, but not by his own power. He will destroy fearfully. He will prosper and thrive. He will destroy the mighty and also the holy people. Let us look at this scripture. It says that the man who is coming will have mighty power, but not by his own power. Now, if you have power that is mighty, but it's not coming from you, where is it coming from? It's coming from the beast that empowers him in Revelation 13 in verse 1. Let me just go there because my Bible is never far. And here we are, Revelation 13 already. Now, the beast that I saw was like a leopard with feet like the feet of a bear and a mouth like the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. Who is that? That's nobody other but Satan. And so it says that this person will have mighty power, but he's not empowering himself. So this is not human strength you're dealing with. Many people think, well, I'm, I'm, I'm just not going to fall in line. I think we, we really need to look at end time scripture. One of the best end time scripture that you can spend an entire weekend looking at is 2 Thessalonians 2 verses 8, 9, 10, and 11. And that verse is talking about things like strong delusion. It's talking about things like lying wonders. And it says that people perish because they love the lie and hate the truth. So it sounds simple. Okay, if you love lies and you hate truth, then I guess you're going to perish. No, this is actually talking of a spiritual battle whereby what is truth? God's word. God's word will be unable to puncture and enter the hearts of many people. Why? They already have lies in them, and they do not want to give up those lies. They do not want to believe that there's no early rapture coming and that it's not any minute now. Soon we lift up, soon we fly. I, I look at people saying these things to me, and I just never respond because this just tells me that you have a tenuous grip on reality at best, and I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to speak to that or participate with that loose grip on reality in any way because my grip on reality is 100% and I'm always in prayer and fasting to increase it. I tell God all the time, let the lie flee from me. Expose the lie. Expose the lie in my own heart and the lie in the hearts of men that I will not be taken by the lies of my generation. This generation love lies. This generation has packaged lies and put them on 100 foot TVs. And all who participate in that, well, the end is just destruction. It says this man will destroy fearfully. 
It says he will prosper and thrive. So there are people who, for instance, have this lie in his heart that, you know, Jesus is going to come quickly and fight and then, and then he won't prosper and he won't get away with this. And that is just human pride. That is just hubris because you think the words of your mouth are going to overturn these words that Daniel took his time to write before you were born. And Daniel didn't write of his own spirit. Daniel wrote of the master Jesus Christ spirit saying, this person who is coming will prosper and thrive. And then here in 2022, people say, well, he won't get away with it. And suddenly Daniel is supposed to roll in his grave and say, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. What I meant to say is he won't get away with it and not he will prosper and thrive. He will destroy the mighty. Texans, this man is going to hurt you. He is going to make sure that you have none of the things that you hold dear, freedom, guns, and barbecue. This man is going to represent a system that will go after the mighty and destroy them. Why? Because when the mighty stand up, they are a wall of resistance against the plans of what is coming. You cannot possibly have sons of freedom if you wish to enslave a nation, if you wish to enslave the world. All enclaves where people are working to ensconce themselves in might and stockpile arms and whatever it is, those are the first nations they're going to go after in the time when the 10 kings come to rule and we don't have independent countries anymore and we become a global amalgam of only 10 territories ruled for a time by 10 kings. The last part of the scripture, Daniel 8:24, after he destroys the mighty, it says he will destroy the holy people. So that just kills the left behind belief system right there. The holy people are going to be right here and see the rise of this person. God says people will abandon Christianity with the speed of lightning. When they hear the mass decrees of Barack Obama go into effect, they will depart the faith even faster than they ran to obey the mandates for the harm that causes harm. And it was the Lord saying this. I have just woken up. My brain can't do that many cartwheels on this many topics so early in the morning. He said faster than they ran to get the harm that causes harm. That's how fast they will run out of Christianity when the mass decrees go into effect. Now I cannot tell you what the mass decrees are. I had a dream and I put it on the blog and I couldn't remember what laws he made. I saw that he came back to power and he was like a God. This man is not coming back as any elected leader. Please understand. He's not coming back by any um, um, popular vote or we the people. It's not like that. He's just, God always says to me, he will come back in a way you don't expect. He will come back in a way you don't expect. And so I had this dream and I saw the White House and I saw the flag that he used in his, uh, help me now, in his campaign. I saw that flag with, you know, the rising sun and, and the rays and everything. I saw that flag was flying over the White House. It wasn't flying off a flagpole. It was over the White House and it was like the sun was halfway rising over the White House, just like it does in the flag. And I saw that he was back in the White House and he made four mass decrees. So maybe in the dream, I knew what they were, but when I woke up, I kind of felt like God took knowing the exact laws away from me. All I know is he made four decrees and with those four decrees, he became an absolute ruler, an absolute king. There's no other way for me to put it, but he became as God. He was like that. You could not challenge, you could not push back. The four laws that he made took away all the checks and balances. There was no constitution. There was no, there was no nothing. The country, this country, America, I'm pointing to right where I'm sitting now in, in my home, praise Jesus. Um, this, this nation was ruled by absolute decree. What Obama said was, so he could use his mouth and say a new thing. And by saying a new thing, just like um, ancient Egypt, it became a law. It would then be codified. The king has said thus, and that's how people were living. And so um, 
The Lord was saying that if people couldn't even resist the harm that causes harm, if they couldn't even stand up and say no to the harm, then he said, how are they ever going to resist a mass order for extermination of all people who name the name of God? The Lord said, my name is already going extinct in the earth. They do not say Jesus. They say other things. I am Jesus. I answer to my name. I said, at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. And the scripture is, therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name above all names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Philippians 2, verses 9 to 11. So I will not linger here because I have already addressed this matter. And when I say I have addressed it, this very issue that the name of Jesus is passing away and being replaced by other new discoveries, God himself has raised this issue in several prophecies. And I think one of the prophecies is called fire. Whenever this matter comes, as I said of the heart of man, there's always resistance, there's always pushback. And so all I can say is, the name that works at your house, use that name, but when the aliens come, make sure that it will work. The Lord said his name is going extinct in the earth, and that is something that he gave us on the prayer call just a few days ago. He said to me and the intercessor, almost as a gift, when you go to bed, say my name before you sleep. When you rise up in the morning, say my name, Jesus, before you rise. Because he said, behold, I tell you, the time is coming when it will be denied that I came in the flesh, that I died on the cross for men. Christians and the children of Christians, when you say Jesus, they will look at you in shock and say, are you talking about that man that was supposedly alive? He never lived, you know. God said that he will completely disappear. The name of Jesus, the confession of Jesus, of his power, of his living blood, of his powerful sacrifice, it will go away. And I said just in the previous video, that people under the sound of these words will do exactly what Peter did. No, Lord, not I, but God said, almost all. And that is a horrifying thing to hear. Why is it horrifying? Because it matches everything that Revelation chapter 13 says. The Antichrist will take away my name, my church, my daily sacrifice. People are still arguing about what the daily sacrifice is. The daily sacrifice is prayer the lifting of my hands as sacrifice. And the Lord said it himself in that prophecy, the man of sin, that I will link either in the comments or in the description box. He said, in that prophecy, men shall not pray unless by penalty of death. So the same storyline, excuse me, please, excuse me. The same storyline that Daniel had to go through where those evil men worked in the background, and they made it such like if Daniel was going to pray, then um, they would put him into the den. It will be the same, but worse. God said, in the future, if you offer prayers to any deity, in any religion, Sikh, Baha'i, Hindu, Islam, any nation, you will die. Because entreating a deity, meaning lifting up prayers, seeking help from a deity, he says the penalty will be death. Excuse me, please. <clears throat> now I go back to this word, which is just a day old. If you are caught praying in public or private, they will kill you. This is a video recording generation, my child. Remember, he was, he was talking to me. This is not um, a vision or a dream, even though I was seeing pictures. This is, this is live speaking to me. This is a video recording generation, my child. This is a world where everything is recorded. God said, if you leave your door open or cracked and your own child sees you in prayer and manages to hold up the phone at the crack of the door and record you, 
That child can use that footage against you endlessly to blackmail, or they can even use it to destroy you because in the future, prayer, this is seeking God, this is worship, this is confession of your faith, this is exalting God, this is praise, this is anything outward and visible. He says it will carry the penalty of death. The church will be cut down in her numbers, first because of reprobates departing the faith, and then from the weak stems who will easily fold to the pressure. So let's talk about this. Why would your child record you when you are praying? Many people live in homes that are divided. Jesus said, don't think that I came to bring peace. I came to bring a sword. I came to set mother against her daughter-in-law and father against his son-in-law. I came to set brother against brother. That is what he said. When we read these verses, we are just thinking, oh, it's family squabbles. Actually, no, we're talking the life and death flowing of blood and fighting for life of the dark kingdom and the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. I spoke in the Africa pro um, prophecy and I said that there's such a thing such as power meets power. People who are following Satan, people who have evil in their hearts, people who are given over to sin, they hate to see the righteousness of Jesus Christ in his people. They hate it. And this is why I always tell Christians, if you're not prepared to be hated, then you're not prepared for the end times. And it's a tough situation that you have lived this long because we are in the end times. If you have a bad relationship with your child or you live in, a, in the house with a child that you did not raise up in the ways of the Lord, and this child has no use for God, and we go into a system where giving a tip to the New World Order police, if you catch a Christian praying or if you catch somebody reading a Bible, and you manage to record it and send that information in live, you will be heavily rewarded by the state, but that person can lose their life because it will be against the law to pray. And so God says, if a Christian is so unwise as to go into the bedroom thinking, well, I want to pray. So notice how God is not even holding us to the standard of Daniel. He's not even saying, oh, go out into the front and, and pray. God never forced Daniel to do that. Daniel decided that he would go and stand on his balcony and pray just the way he always had, because he wasn't going to let those men drive him into hiding. But God is not condemning people. If you go into your room and close the door, like he says, go into your room where no one hears you and there let your father hear your prayers in your secret closet. But you are so unwise that you don't check to see that no one is home. When you leave the door open and somebody sees you and records you, God says that your own child with a darkened heart can constantly use that footage to manipulate you and control you in the house by telling you, if you don't do this, if you don't give me this, I will send this footage to the government. He says also... They can even use that footage to destroy you because if they do send it in, the penalty is death. The church will be cut down. Reprobates will depart the faith. Who are these people? These are people who are not prepared to suffer for Jesus. They're not prepared to defend their Christianity one bit. As soon as Christianity gets uncomfortable for them, that's it. They're out of there. They will literally, people will be offended at God. I have said this on so many old prophecies because these are just things he tells me. He said they will hate me because I come. They will be offended for my sake. And the story for that is when John the Baptist had a ministry and Jesus had a ministry. And for a while, those two ministries were running parallel. And then John the Baptist got caught and put in prison because he offended the king by telling the king that you're unrighteously married. And John sent messengers to Jesus to say, well, are you the Christ? Because he was basically hinting, well, aren't you going to get me out of here with all your Christianity and all your power and everything that you're doing? And I'm also here and you know that I'm a prophet and I'm your cousin. And all Jesus said is go and tell him that the blind can see and the deaf can hear and the lame are jumping around like young goats and blessed is he who is not offended because of me. Christians, God says, many of you will become offended because he doesn't come in the time that the YouTube channels have told you. He'll be here, Feast of Tabernacles, Feast of Weeks. One of these feasts, they keep telling you he's coming back. He said people will be enraged that he did not come when they expected, and they will literally walk out of the door of church. And this is why I always talk now and then about the prophecy that I call the revolving door prophecy, where God says at the end of time,
People who have been sitting in Christianity and you're thinking this man is so filled with faith, you will just see that faith wink out because of an offense, wink out because he's irritated at how long he's suffering, wink out because where is God and he will walk out the revolving door and God said as that door is spinning him out, the Arabs and the Muslims, am I spinning the right way? Let me spin. The Arabs and the Muslims will be coming in the six and all the people from the nightclub, all the hookers are finally going to get it and they're going to come in. The church is going to be filled with the most unexpected people and the seats will be emptied out as the 20 and 30 year veterans find that the scripture meant it when it said, blessed is he who endures to the end. Christianity is a day-to-day -day thing. You're out there, I've been saved 30 years, 40 years. If you've been saved 40 years and you fall down in the last stretch, it means nothing. The faith is worthless. It was not proven. It was not baked in the fire. It had not turned to precious gold, as Peter said. Our, our faith is as gold refined in the fire. They, they boil it 40 years and then they find out, oh, there's this huge lump of nickel and alloy and it was no good. It will be cast into the fire. So God says weak people will fold to pressure and depart the faith. They are the ones sown on the stony ground who when they hear the word, immediately they receive it with gladness, but they have no root in themselves and so they can only endure for a time. This is Luke 4, 16 and 17. They will not fight for me. They will deny me and say, I am not Lord. Who denies me? I will deny you in front of my father. For I am a king and I will not be denied by my true followers. These are the bride. The church is not the bride. If the church is a Big, have you seen a green coconut? If the church is a big green coconut, the bride is that little juice on the inside. You see these coconuts, they're as big as melons and you think this thing is full of water. You crack it open, get the head off and you get about a six ounce to eight ounce cup of juice. Why do you think coconut water is so expensive? You have to break a lot of coconuts just to get a 16 ounce container. The church are these big coconuts that when you shake it, oh yeah, yeah, there's so much righteousness. You crack it open, you're getting six drops here, seven drops from this other church, 12 drops from the other one, and Jesus is gonna have to crack a lot of coconuts to get himself a glass of bride. And that is the truth. So, red is the robe of the true saint, the end times martyr saint. Red is the robe of real believers, followers of the way. A martyr is an honor and no man takes this honor to himself. I give it. I choose the martyrs and they will be many in the last days. This is the word of the Lord. And the scripture for this is, when he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice saying, how long, O Lord, holy and true until you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth. Then a white robe was given to each of them. And it was said to them that they should rest a little while longer. Please listen to this part until both the number of their fellow servants and brethren fellow servants. This is the fivefold ministry that I have described many times, pastors, prophets, apostles, evangelists, and teachers who will be dragged off to their deaths in all the countries and put to death because the people will be filled with the spirit of iniquity, power versus power against those people. And while the power of the church now is able to hold them back in the end times, Satan will be for a time granted prevailing power. Read Revelation 13. It was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And authority was given him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. Revelation 13 and 7. For a while, the evil power will override the good. 
for a while you will pray and it just will not end in victory it will end in the red robe of a martyr and nobody would have flown off anywhere this will all be taking place live on the ground and many times this sick man will be televising the death of christians to let other people know that it is not good to be a christian it is better to be an obamian rather than a Christian, because being a Christian will end in death. And this is why God said the reprobates will flock out of the faith because they will not want to wear a red robe. Fellow servants and brethren, this is people now, the faithful in the church, you're not called to an office, but you will fight for this Jesus to the last. God says they will be killed as they were who is this day? The marchers who are crying out now are all the people who passed on and were stoned in Pakistan for being Christian, stoned in India, stoned and burnt to charred ashes in Nigeria. People in Nigeria fight for their faith so much that Islamic extremists set them on fire, burn their schools, burn their buses, murder them, plant bombs in their churches and cook them and they die in postures of faith. Jesus also says, whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Matthew 10 and 33. We continue. Obama will pinpoint Christians and target them. God said he will do target lock. This is what the missile does. You put the target in, so you tell the missile where to go and what to hit, and then you target lock. I'm, I'm not a military expert. I'm literally just talking about what I've seen on TV. So that's what I think target lock is. And then he says he will target lock on Christians. And what this man is going to do is destroy the Christian image. Believers, you have to understand that when the Bible says we are going to be persecuted by men and hated by all men for the sake of the gospel, these are not empty words. How do you get people to hate a bunch of people who exist around the world? How do, how do we get there? This is how you understand prophecy. You don't just watch a video. You go back to read the written thing. Because as you dig in the garden of the word, you will pull up all the carrots for yourself in a way that will stay with you. How do we make Christians a hated image? Well, part of it is anything that goes wrong, you blame them for it. Every time there's a crime, you make sure that you carry on the news. And he was a Christian. The murderer who attended Sunnyside Baptist Church. Does that sound familiar, at least to us here in America? Every time something local goes wrong, they always make sure that his place of worship is prominently displayed in the newspapers. This is to get a narrative rolling, that it's the Christian who does these things. It's the Christian who is double-minded and kills their mother. They always want us to know this. So to bring people to be hated by all men, you have to drag those people down to the point where when someone says, I'm a Christian, other people spit. That's the sign of prejudice. That's the sign of prejudice. And you will know if you are not a robust Christian, because as soon as you post something on Facebook and three people come and say, you're a liar and you're a loon, then you're all sad. And like, I try to preach to them, but the cursing, do you think that I could have continued here as long as I had, if the cursing was, 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 was all it took to, to get me to stop? Would I have been able to finish my sentences if the cursing was enough to tell me it's not worth it? No. If you are not building a robust faith inside, then it's going to be super mega hard for you. God says that he will mock Christians in speeches and he will be televising these speeches to the world. And God says that he will do everything to convince the world that the faith of Christians is weak, pointless, and full of holes. Here's a sentence. How can a serpent talk, he will say, how can a snake say anything? So he's going to be mocking the beginning story in Genesis, where the serpent in Genesis chapter 3 fools Eve and then captures Adam and Eve and robs them of their inheritance. This man is going to stand and say things along that line. How can a, how, how, how can a snake talk? <laughs> how can a serpent say anything? And here's God firing back. He says he's going to leave out the fact that his presence 
is evidence that the serpent does talk and that the serpent does still beguile. He will incite violence against Christians and he will put them in a viewpoint of the general public that gets them mocked and not respected. He will subtly undermine them at first, but it will turn to open mockery as he becomes more settled in his position. Obama is a killer, a murderer. God has been saying this for many years and I just used to hear it, but it's in the man of sin prophecy. And I think, I think that is a video. So you can watch the video where you can read the prophecy. I'll link it. He will take away my church in various torments. Torment is a very terrible form of torture. He will take away my church in various torments and persecutions that many will flee because they do not want to suffer persecution for my sake. In China and India, my people are used to dying for faith. In Europe and America, it is considered inconceivable that a Christian should die for God. They will look at you in confusion. Why should I die for God? I go to church. I pay my tithe. Why would God want me to die for him? I'm his precious child. Scripture, do not fear what you are about to suffer. Look, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison to test you, and you will suffer tribulation for 10 days. That is not 10 actual days. Be faithful even unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. Revelation 2 and 10. Scripture, then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. This is Matthew 24 and 9. The Lord is speaking. I have heard all you say about me, America. I have heard all your words. My response is a fierce king of terrible features who understands dark sayings shall be your Lord and master. Now, um, this verse, I think, is Daniel chapter 8 and verse 23. I didn't make the notation there, but I think it is Daniel chapter 8 and verse 23. A man of terrible features means a person who will look normal one minute and then his face will literally reveal underlying intent. So the mask of the, of the face of the son of perdition, this end times person that all scholars have been studying to understand, this is going to be a person whose countenance is darkened. And uh, just to give you some context, in the old days when it says the countenance of the king became darkened, literally the next thing that was going to happen to the person who was unfortunate enough to have the king gazing at him with a dark and deadly face, that person was going to be taken out and executed by the executioner. So when God says a fierce king of terrible features, meaning the way he will look at you and the things that will follow that look, a man that understands dark sayings, this is a person who the words from their mouth never mean what is said. Says ham and cheese, and literally it means go and burn down that person's house. Dark sayings means words that are twisted in ways that it will take you two terms to understand, and even then, the majority still will not understand. That is who will be. America's Lord and Master. That, God says, is his answer to this country for all the things that she has said. Things that I have repeated in over 240 videos now. I will put, he will put yokes on you that I never put on you. So God says the burdens that this man will put on this country, God never, never burdened the country like that one day. He will say things to you that I never said to you. God is basically saying that even these judgments are not as hard as the things that Obama will do to this country. He will mock you and put you into bondage. You will experience slavery in your own nation, working for a government that takes all your earnings and gives you credits in return. I've already spoken of these credits that it is some kind of wallet money. You won't, we won't handle money anymore. It will be credits and the credits. When I describe to you what will happen to the credits, pennies on the dollar will be your wages and you will have to accept it. And the Lord gave this phrase that we are all familiar with. You shall have nothing and be happy. Please hear what will happen when the beast system comes into effect and they begin changing the laws bit by bit into the 
different world. You will be taxed from the state level. You will be taxed from the crown level, meaning there will be, it will be like federal tax, like um, a higher up, up government tax, but the Lord called it the crown, basically central government. You will be taxed from the local level. So basically you will pay a, I will use New York. There will be a Staten Island tax, a Queens tax, a Brooklyn tax, a Manhattan tax, like that. That is how it will be. It says you'll be taxed from a hundred different directions at once and overrun with bureaucratic red tape as layer after layer is added into the government. So most people would say we don't want bloated government. We don't want um, extended government because it's expensive and it makes taxes go up. But there's going to be a system whereby they will have a neighborhood prefect and then the neighborhood prefect will have an under prefect. And then they will have a borough prefect and then the borough prefect will be uh, under prefect and then assistant under prefect and everything every request you make every need that you have will be going up the chain staggeringly taking forever because it has to go on the desk of each of these brand new people it's going to be a micro managed micro organized micro monitored and watched and spied on society Layer after layer of rulership will be added to government structure and you will become a nation of prefects, constant inspections, and new laws on the books that you never heard of. Your ruler will be a dictator, an overlord like a king or a tyrant that you did not elect. The burdens he will lay on you I never laid because I said to you, learn from me. My yoke is easy and my burden is light, but you would not hear so I will let him put an iron yoke on you, taxing you to the point where you cry out like ancient Israel when they were taxed. They were taxed until there was nothing left to tax. The government will take everything from you, farms, land, cattle, sheep, houses, intellectual property, all your goods, your physical property, your wages, even gifts and donations, inheritances, everything all of it will become something called federalist goods state-owned property that you will only be allowed to lease at a minimal rent in order to keep your occupancy you're going to have to pay a tiny rent to stay in your own house that you bought and it's going to become state property it will not be yours you are in the new world other letter because I don't want flags on this. He says it's already afoot. It's already in play. And the people who have masterminded this, he said that they're clinking champagne and laughing in success because it's done. Please understand. You may not see it now. This is why the scripture says, I saw a beast rising out of the sea. The beast is not going to burst out and be like, hey, I'm here. Beast system here. Great to meet you. It's not like that. It is going to rise gradually. And then one day you will blink and suddenly everything you know, it will become outlawed and there will be a new system in. Money will disappear and be replaced with online credits that you will not have control over. You will have little control over it. You will have so many layers of taxes that when you look at what you supposedly earned and what you finally get, you will see about eight to 10 deductions between the initial figure, what you worked for, what the company said they would pay you when you signed on the dotted line. And at the bottom, you will see the final figure with eight or 10 automatic deductions already made here. They, they have an honor system. They let you do your taxes, you file, and then you send the money in. In this world, taxes will be done for you. You will be already taxed and the last person to touch the money is you. You will not do your taxes. Your wages will come to you electronically and the taxes will already be done. Already deducted, deducted, deducted. The final figure will be worked out by the government and your wage will be handed to you in an online wallet that you only partially control for a season and then you will lose control. And this will be done so that when you want to talk about the government and how you don't like it, you will go to your online wallet and see that you have been hit with a $500 fine 
somebody recorded you, they sent the audio in, the AI did the assessment and said, this is Celestial's voice. And once it matched your voice to those words that will be described as treason, anti-statist, you will get fined a hefty amount. You open that online wallet and you will just see a minus 500, minus 300, different levels, different tiers of punishments for different crimes, new crimes invented all the time. In my early, early videos, I used to say, has anyone seen these movies where everybody just wears the matching gray onesie and the whole society is controlled? At, most people have seen at least one of that video. God doesn't watch those movies. That's because God lives in the future and God knows that those movies are shown to us because they depict the time to come. This is the Lord speaking. I said to you, dwindling and shrinkage and reduction. Did you not hear me? God said in many of the old prophecies that America will dwindle, which means a slow going down the tubes that people will get to watch and hate, but still experience shrinkage. Everything will become tougher and tighter and the economy will contract and everything will contract reduction going from high to low, going from more to less. Did you not hear me? This nation will go down until she is a shell of her former self. You are the example that I will make to the nations. God says that he will make America an example. But when I say it, then people are like, that's not going to happen. That's going to happen to the unrighteous nation. I repeat, America is the unrighteous nation. That is the example of the world. She was once the example of the world in this way. You were given everything without effort. God always tells this country, I made you famous. I made you great. America that says a man will make you great again. He made this country great. But he says, I will make an example of you and I will show the other, nation, the other nations what happens to people who get everything from God and then they rise up and defy the one who made them famous and great. And then after that, he says, I will take away my anointing from you and I will turn my back on you. I will take my peace from you and you will have wars. And that is what came out in the prayer call today. Civil war and me seeing the people fleeing the country, people of every nationality and the voice of God was saying, yes, go, go back to your countries. I do not want to have to punish you because you have nothing to do with their sorceries and idolatries. I saw people of all backgrounds, all ethnic, they could not handle that America had let herself come into civil war a second time. They left, the Europeans, the French and the British were so angry. I was seeing them. They were so disdainful and irritated because they had invested their life fortunes in this country. And they were thinking they would stay here and have a peaceful retirement, enjoying the fruits of their labor. They had to leave and they were so mad. Other countries weren't mad at all. They simply wanted to live. They literally did not want to be a part of American civil war and they ran away. Come out of her, my people, so that you will not share in her punishments. I will take away my wisdom and your prophets will prophesy nonsense. They will sell you nonstop lies. And when the spirit of madness descends upon you, you will believe it. So I've spoken about this in depth. I will not go into it. In, in any depth, because I've always said that as long as you love the lie out there, the lie will love you. And the false prophets will continue to tell you exactly the temperature of tepid, lukewarm bath water that you want to sit in, and you will just become a pruned pickle. And the Lord will just spit you and them out of his mouth. I will break Liberty's crown. I will strike her a blow on her head and she will never recover. That statue will lie at the bottom of the ocean. I will put her in a watery grave along with New York City for the multiple abominations and defiance that city has raised against me. New York, you will become an example to others of what not to do. You are their warning. America, you are mystery Babylon. They will 
all watch you and none of them will dare to come and help you. For strong is the Lord who judges you. The scripture is this. Therefore, her plagues will come in one day, death, mourning, famine, and she will be utterly burned with fire. For strong is the Lord who judges her. And this is just the Lord saying in Revelation 18 and 10 that you can, if a man comes against you, you can defend yourself. If it's man-to-man combat, you can defend yourself. If it was just another country coming to fight you, um, Russia just, I don't know, deciding that she wants to wake up and come and fight, then if it was just a man-orchestrated conflict, America could fight and prevail. But God will judge in, I've already spoken of tsunami, of floods, of extremely hot summers god says he will burn this country up and that prophecy is as old as early 2019 where he said the summers will just get hotter and hotter until they are scorching and people will not be able to risk going outside so um all these things and nobody will come to help and i've shared those prophecies that none of those nations in europe are coming here to offer a peace i said that when america is tearing herself to pieces it will be because of madness. There are three prophecies, three of them called a people of madness, saying the same thing, that something like spiritual madness will descend on this country. And somebody will say to you, well, you know, you parked, you parked your car and the tire is in a piece of me and my wife's parking space. And I don't like that, Fred, and I wish you wouldn't do it. And Fred will say, and he will go into his house and get a gun and come back outside and shoot that person for telling him that the parking space, is not, his car is not parked straight. That is what it means, a people of madness. It means that unnatural, demonic, and spiritual madness will enter the people. And you cannot say that when you watch our news, the news stories sound like normal people back activity to you. You just can't say some of the stories. The thing that shocked me that takes the prize in this 2022 is that a couple, a boy and a girl, shared an apartment with a, a third person. So there were three bedrooms and there were three people who apparently were friends and two of them were dating and they were constantly going into their bedroom and having very loud personal relations. And the other person was a student studying and said, you guys, you know, I can't do this. And it, I mean, you can at least have some decency. I'm here and everything. The boy and the girl stabbed this other person. This took place here in New York City in the Bronx. Two youths, two young people stabbed a third young person to death for telling them that their personal relations were too loud. If this sounds like a normal news story to you, then okay. But I know that people in foreign countries are listening because they're just used to stories of money laundering and other things. This is what is happening here. The increase of the madness and demonic activity in people is God's punishment upon America. And I've said it will get so bad that when the police come, God says that these hardened cops, we're talking 15 to 25 year veterans, men who should be about to punch the ticket and retire. He says that when they come to the house and they see what family has done to family, what husband has done to wife, what wife has done to children, said those men will cry and vomit. They will not be able to handle the atrocities that they will see as spiritual madness rises up and is unleashed in all the people who don't have time for God. When you have time for God, God is a shield and a shelter, and, and spirits can't just jump in there. But when there's nothing, no helmet, no breastplate, no belt, no nothing, you're just walking spiritually naked. That is a danger. That is, that is a judgment upon a nation. For when God departs and will not be your cover, then you truly are naked before the devil. So the NW, you know what other letter is in effect. He says it's not at the door, it's come through the door. Times have changed and a new season is upon us. God says, now you will see this government. When I say the government, I'm not sure if it's this government or just government going forward. You will see the government doing things and they won't attempt to hide what they're doing. He says they will no longer pretend that they're doing American for the good of the citizen things. They're going to be doing their NW world agenda things. And they're not going to pretend at all that it's not that. It would be blatant and glaring and obvious. And he said that they are tired of hiding it and they're not going to hide it anymore because there's no need to hide it anymore because they have been successful in building this world from Revelation 13. 
He says that it's here. The last is just this. Um, there will be a tsunami in the harbor. He said it, and I felt a capital H, so I think it might be the New York Harbor because there's at least three prophecies on that. Tsunami in New York, deluge, flood, outpouring of the sea upon the land, terrible floods in Jacksonville, Mississippi, and Texas will get hit again with water, hotter and hotter summers until people are weeping with the unbearableness of this. The beast system has started. That system has a head. He rose from the sea and he is already preparing his kingdom. And this prophecy directly ties back to the last prophecy I made saying that Kamala Harris is going to definitely enter the White House with an earpiece in her ear and who she's going to be listening to is Barack Obama. I am Celestial. This is the master's voice. Thank you for being with me. May God bless you and until I see you again, goodbye.